Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Hello, everybody. Welcome to BYT Radio. My name is Brandon Weatherby. For those that don't know, BYT Radio stands for Brightest Young Things Radio. Brightest Young Things is an arts and culture website based out of Washington, D.C., with a presence in New York and Chicago. My name is Brandon Weatherby. I am the editor of Brightest Young Things, and on this week's show is Matt Byrne, a writer for Brightest Young Things. You mostly write about comedy. Is that correct? That's correct. (laughs) Good! Uh, but yep. you actually work in the music industry, is that correct? We will not reveal where you work. That's also correct. Fantastic. You are in Chicago. I am in Washington D.C. And as as of this week, we now know who is going to headline the 2020 Pitchfork Music Festival. The entire lineup has been revealed, and uh, I think we're in the perfect phase of like I'm sick of winter. These all seem nice. Here's an Instagram post with a bunch of 18-year-olds that probably can't afford to attend any of these festivals with their own money, and the lineup seems suited more for people our age. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, cool. The last time you were on the show, I think we chatted about the Grammys? I think that's right, yeah. yeah. And, and and a whole lot else. You know, just sure. a whole bunch of It was a wide-ranging conversation. Can't get enough of those wide-ranging convos. Nice, so, nice, nice to chat with my friend Brandon. Oh, you know? yeah. Um... I think you and I, this is maybe like our fourth music show, I think I start out with a very negative point of view with all of them, but by the <laughs> end of it, I realize like, oh no, I love all of this garbage. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Loving the garbage. So, the reason why I wanted to talk about the music festival season is because Pitchfork is probably the festival nearest and dearest to my heart. Um Mm-hmm. It's essentially the miniature Lollapalooza. It's the Lollapalooza for 17,000 people instead of 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. How many people does Lollapalooza hold? I think it is actually like a hundred thousand over three days. Yeah, it's it's. I think each day they can pack in a hundred thousand people because the the grounds of the festival, I think, from one end to the other, is about a mile. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it just has this gigantic footprint um, that basically takes over downtown Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, it's so dumb. Okay, so uh, clearly, I just made fun of that festival. I haven't been to that festival in a decade. I used to go the first few years, and now I, I feel like I'm too old for that festival, though the headliners yeah. uh, have not been announced, or anybody's been announced. I feel like that's the most age-appropriate one for us. Let's go in order. We'll go from uh, actually west to east, earliest to latest. Let's start with Coachella. That's April 10th, uh, 11th, and 12th, and then April 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, this is our classic giant festival thing, right? Yeah, that's the one that kind of, you know, set the tone for what, like, a big, huge, massive indie slash electronic whatever festival kind of is. It's kind of the archetypal uh, music festival for the 21st century, yeah. And it's probably the longest standing, same font layout flyer in music right now. I think yeah, it's a it's a it's a hot flyer. Everybody's talking about it. Um, no, I think that's right. Yeah, their 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 uh, design ethos is uh, a pretty 
entrenched. They, they, they don't mix it up too much each year. Now, I'm not going to... The goal isn't to just shit all over these festivals because I think that there's something for everyone, and I mean that sincerely. Oh, yeah. But is there something sort of, I don't know, odd about Rage Against the Machine's second reunion tour <laughs> taking <laughs> place in 2020 and kicking off at Coachella? Uh, yeah, for okay, sure. Cool. I mean, the, 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 these guys are not, they've, they've been who they, this is not that different than who they were 20 years ago, 25 years ago or whatever. Uh, they, they have never, you know, they've always been about working within the system to bring it down or you know, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Whatever. So who the, who is this yeah. for? Who is Rage Against the Machine for? Well, me for one, I got my tickets to see them at the United Center. Cause Are you I being serious? In the first reunion tour. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what's your uh, age? Yeah. Uh, I am 31. 31. I'm 37. This matters. I think Rage Against the Machine is for 40 plus. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, uh, I grew up liking them. My, uh, my longtime, uh, girlfriend that I, uh, you know, uh, we like to go to concerts a lot. She grew up that one of her favorite bands, sure. uh, for whatever reason. You and know. You, I'm assuming you guys uh, so, didn't get to see them for the first run because they broke up when you we were like did not. 14. So there you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But now that they've already done this, the 2010 reunion. Yeah. They already did the reunion tour 10 years ago or wasn't it like yeah. 2008 or not? Whatever. It doesn't I think matter. It was, yeah, something like that around then. All those, in theory, all those people that really wanted to see them when they were teenagers have gotten that chance now. Yes. So once again, who is this for? I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. The worst thing that could happen is if they like record a new album. That would be a bummer. I don't right? agree with that at all. Um, no? <laughs> no, I would like a new uh, I would like. I there's no reason for this without a new album. Sure, I get that. The, the, yeah, that's what I think. That's completely correct. Um, but that's what I'm not dreading. But like, it would be like, ah, eh, you know, that's. I don't need this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, it, it's very strange, and it, it, it's it's you know one of those things where it's like in this political climate now more than ever. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah. yeah, that's not true. Okay, moving on. So. Calvin Harris and Run the Jewels are your other headliners for that night. Uh, Run the Jewels will mm-hmm. come up multiple times in this thing. Uh, who's Run the Jewels for? Um, I think, you know, uh, they have become uh, maybe the rap group for people that don't listen to a lot of uh, hip-hop music or whatever. I don't disagree, but my my question is still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Okay, cool. Uh, Brockhampton's on that show. Megan Thee Stallion's on that show. On that show, Jesus Christ. Pop's on this date. Kim Petras is on this date. It's a really, really, really great lineup. I'm not going to shit on it. Moving on to day two. Travis Scott is your headliner. Uh, Flume, Tom York, Disclosure, Twenty One Savage. Here's my favorite, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, I believe on the poster it was yeah, it's like Twenty One Savage, Danny Elfman, the baby, like yeah, in, exactly. in a row. It's like the funniest. Yeah, really, really good. That's awesome. I'm. This yeah. is the best part about festivals. Is like why? When else are you going to see Danny Elfman unless you live in L.A. or yeah. something like this? And I realize this is in California. Right. Doesn't matter. Moving on to Sunday, another really good day. Frank Ocean, Lana Del Rey, Little Uzi Vert, Daniel Caesar, FKA Twigs. No real like bad artists on this date. I feel like yeah, Coachella has done a really great job of appealing to like forty plus it's year olds with, with Rage, and then like younger people with. Frank Ocean, Lana Del Rey, and then like Frank, actual yeah. kids with Brockhampton. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Okay, so I once again not trying to shit all over these festivals for Coachella. 
It's just very expensive. It's very expensive. It's become, with its proximity to Los Angeles, it's become kind of a uh, a luxury event or whatever, however you want to say it. Like people, you know, going to be seen. It's more of a, it, it's more of an event than like a uh, a music, like a big big concert outside, right? So moving on, we're starting out early. There's not a ton of stuff because it's kind of cold still. And then summer festival system yeah. f- season really kicks off uh, in early June. Uh, Governor's Ball in New York City. This is we're going to see a lot of the same names. Uh, Friday, June fifth, Tame Impala, Stevie Nicks, Miley yeah. Cyrus, Danny what Brown, who yeah. you'll see on most every festival. So. Uh, Tame Impala. Do you? Here, my question for you about Tame Impala. Do you like getting high outside? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you do you like vibes? <laughs> All right, Stevie Nicks. That's great. You got your legacy that's act. That's so cool. I was I was I saw her on the Gov Ball lineup and got. I was like, ah man, if they got pitch her for Pitchfork, yeah, because uh, she seemed gettable. You know, oh, as like sure. a legacy act. She. I was. I was very. I was very much looking forward to that happening when I decided it was going to happen in my brain, but <laughs> it didn't. That's fine. And then Miley Cyrus, inevitably there'll be some sort of duet or acknowledgement. It'll be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, uh, or sorry, moving on to Saturday, June 6th, not my cup of tea, but there's something for everybody here. Flume, Vampire Weekend, Ellie Golding, Portugal, the man, Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, that's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We're having some Vampire fun Weekend times. has fully transitioned to an outside music band. You know, I saw them on their last tour. Uh, at a big uh, arena in Milwaukee or a big outdoor amphitheater in Milwaukee. It was a ton of fun. Is it fair to say that those five acts appeal to a mostly Caucasian audience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we move on to Sunday, June 7th. We're going to course correct with Missy Elliott, Solange, Rufus Soul, and H.E.R. and a bunch more people. And Dave, who you'll notice is at Pitchfork and a bunch of other festivals. This is a pretty good booking again. It is. So once again, who is this for? Unlike... uh, Indio, uh, California, uh, yes. that you're, you're kind of going for the setting. Governor's Ball does not yeah. need to exist because it's New York City, and you could see almost any of these acts yeah. you, any night of the week. Absolutely, yeah. So yes. why yeah. does this need to exist, or does it need to exist? I think, I don't know if it does necessarily. It's uh, a, a novelty happening on you know uh, Governor's Island or whatever in New York. Mm-hmm to have a festival kind of, you know, in that location and it's accessible for the people that obviously live in New York city. So have, you know, a, a degree of, uh, cultural interest in that stuff. And also the money to throw around if you can afford to live in New York and not be just broke all the time, you can probably afford a very expensive festival ticket as well. One day tickets, $125 um, VIP, 275, uh, luxury suite, seven and five. Those are one day tickets. Oh yeah. Not great. Just letting you know there. Uh, okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, this is a festival that I think needs to exist more than some others. It's Firefly in Delaware, in Dover, Delaware, so between New York and D.C. This is essentially a D.C. fest. Once again, we have Rage Against the Machine. Uh, That's right. Uh, Khalid. Not DJ Khalid, but Khalid. Uh, Billie Eilish, which is fun. Blink-182, which is also fun for different reasons. Halsey mm. and Maggie Rogers. Also run the jewels and Diplo, blah 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 blah, and David Lee Roth. Isn't yeah. that fun? So, that, yeah. I feel like this is the festival where I don't exactly know what they're going for, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sure, yeah, something for everybody. 
<laughs> this is the first festival thus far uh, that I'm looking at where Pup is not listed or Dave is not listed. Yeah, Pup's out there. They get out there. Good for them. Uh, Pup's a very, very fun live act. I highly encourage it. I feel like it makes more sense to go buy a ticket to Delaware to see Rage Against the Machine than California. This is, might be a little easier to, to attend. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Okay, we've established Rage Against the Machine to me is over for for people over 40. Who's Blink-182 for? Uh, I think people between 30 and 40. (laughs) Okay, so still that. Yeah. And then Billie Eilish, is it probably for everyone at this point? Yeah, I think that's that's fair. When you're 18 and sell out every single arena and you're doing the Bond song, you're for everybody. Yes, yeah. Fully Uh, crossed over. This festival is not cheap. None of these are cheap. This is three nineteen for a general admission. If you want to get a water bottle, it's three ni- it's three thirty nine. If you want a blanket, oh. if you want a blanket, it's three seventy nine. What's the blanket rate? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it's a sixty dollar blanket. Uh, weekend VIP six ninety nine. Uh, oh my god, weekend super VIP twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. That's cool. That's that's the one where they drive you around in a golf cart. Uh, come on this is so fun i gotta assume i gotta have fun yeah. here mm-hmm. okay and then uh finally my favorite festival of the four pitchfork music festival in chicago illinois um i'd say the best location for anything because i don't want to camp oh no yes yeah absolutely not oh we didn't even do bonnaroo should we do bonnaroo sure wait i, I mean we gotta <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. It wasn't that funny. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Here we go. So, so Thursday's pretty fun. It's the Grand Old Opry. That's right. That is cool. That's fun, right? You know what? That's cool. Yeah, that is no, fun. Good. And then we have They're very problematic Tool headlining yeah. Friday night. Who was that? Sorry. Problematic Tool. The band is Tool. Oh, Tool yeah. happens to be problematic. Yeah. All you gotta do is search up James sure. Maynard Keenan. Problematic. You'll find some reasons why. Problematic. Uh, Miley Cyrus, because she's on that uh, that tour, um, on that festival hey, uh, tour. About tool, re- real, real quick about real quick, Tool, but... uh, math problematic. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, also, Run the Jewels that night, and Megan the Stallion. You're going to see the same names at all these festivals. Saturday night, Lizzo, Flume, mm. Oysterhead, Baby, and Tenacious D. That's, uh, that's an option. Yes, absolutely. A quick thing about Tenacious D that I always think about I, I they played riot fest here in chicago mm-hmm. uh, several years ago now at this point um just kind of walking by uh when you're when you're like 300 feet away from tenacious d they kind of just sound like like a blues cover band like when you can't quite make out the lyrics mm-hmm. or that they're being kind of silly they just kind of it it all gets like blurred out a little bit in a way that it's just like what the hell is this it's like it's like a band that would play at like four o'clock at like rib fest in whatever (laughs) you know where it's just like oh you know when you when you smear out some of the 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 details that make them tenacious d it just becomes kind of a a couple of guys that are very close to 50 years old uh smashing on guitars good for them yeah you got lizzo headlining that night that's right. I hope she brings the flute. Moving on to Sunday, do more stuff outside with Tame Impala, Lana Del Rey, Vampire Woo! Weekend, etc. Uh, I, I want to point out Nelly is performing Country Grammar on Saturday. That's somewhat that surprising so to me. Cool. I feel like that's a riot that's fest very cool. act right there. It 
Yes. Yeah. No, that's, that's right. Okay. So I think it's easy to just dismiss all of these, um, because you're going to find stuff like Nelly performing country grammar and all that stuff. Uh, I think that pitchfork is the least easy to dismiss, but Mm -hmm. hear me out. I'm 37 and that's maybe saying this. I think that's right. Headliners this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is run the jewels in the national right before, the, right below them. Angel Olsen, the fiery furnaces, Sharon Vanette and Twin Peaks, Big Thief, and Kim Gordon. Uh, some of the more exciting acts are Def Heaven, Danny Brown, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Caroline Polechek, uh, Thundercat, Cat Power, Sophie Hopalong, Dave Oso Oso. To me, this is the only festival of the five that we've chatted about that I actually want to attend. Oh, uh, I completely agree. Yeah, I had a uh, I had a thought about Pitchfork. We mentioned earlier that um, Pitchfork usually at least one of their three headliners are kind of like what you call an, a legacy act, mm-hmm. somebody from the you know maybe twentieth century, uh, legendary music artist, whatever. Yeah. They had the Isley Brothers last year, so on and so forth. I had the horrible thought where I was like, oh damn, they didn't get like a legacy act this year, and then I was like, wait, what if they did? And I'm old now. That's right, you are the legacy act, sir. So yeah, yeah. When I was the music uh, program director at my college radio station, and the record the big labels were trying to push on us nonstop was the Yeah Yeah Yes Fever to Tell, and they sent us yeah. like a dozen CD copies to give away, a few like colored vinyl, uh, picture vinyls. That was their, like, we're going to try to make them a thing. And yeah, that's why. I was surprised it's not the Strokes for the exact same reasons. Yeah, for sure. I um, I think they're maybe still slightly too big. They played, they headlined Lala last year. That's, you know, sometimes a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. You headline Lala one year and Pitchfork the next or vice versa. And it didn't Run the Jewels the, do that last yeah. year? Didn't they play Yeah, Lala? and uh, uh, Tame Impala did that as yeah. well. Um. It's a thing, for sure, yeah. I feel like Run the Jewels is a legacy act at this point. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've been around about 10 years, right? Yeah, their first big festival period was Pitchfork, their first album. And yeah. I don't, this is some real... You know who they brought out for, at that Pitchfork festival? They brought Zach De La Roca from yeah. Rage Against the Machine out. Yeah. Uh, this is a very depressing, like... Not depressing. This is a very mean thing I'm going to say that Matt knows about. In the backstage of Pitchfork, there's a Goose Island tent, and every year they brew special beers for the artists. Yeah. So there's like two special beers. The first year Run the Jewels played, it was a Run the Jewels like cannabis-inspired beer. Um, mm. And that was also the festival where uh, Killer Mike said he doesn't get high. So <laughs> he's a lot. Angel Olsen is a, is a very interesting act to me. Because she's the only one that I could think of that played uh, the Hungry Brain in 2010, then Pitchfork in 2013 at a side stage, the main stage in 2017, and now is like second build on the Friday night. That's pretty fun. That's great. Fiery Furnaces grew up literally down the street uh, in Oak Park. You could take the Green Line directly there. They're on Friday. I'm super excited to see Deaf Heaven. Which is yeah, they uh, it, it, it never did anything for me, honestly. Yeah. That, <laughs> You Why are you yelling so much? Here's the thing. You don't like metal because you never liked sports. Moving on. Waxahachie is fun for everyone. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'd am i love to see Hop Along. It's, it's a really, yeah, really good, like, good Friday night. Saturday 
is like a I feel like it's a wonderful mix of the the present and the past, not so much the future. There's a lot of stuff mm. like Oso Oso's great, Dave who's seemingly on every single festival, but like Cat Power, that's your legacy act. I mean, I am free yeah, as how I, I old at this right, point. Yeah. Um Danny Brown, also sort of a legacy act. Twin Peaks, local boys done good that never watched the show. Go to BrightestYoungThings.com to read that article. Sharon Van Etten, I think, mm-hmm. had the best guitar-based record of 2019, but you could also put her in that legacy box. And then early on in the part of the day, it's all the fun stuff you've never heard of that you will end up liking that if they stay together, we'll be playing Pitchfork three years from now on a bigger stage, or most likely they'll be broken up and they'll play like one last gig at the empty bottle. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. No. And then finally, the national, the perfect act to say goodbye to a festival because this will make everyone leave and all the people that stay will be very calm. <laughs> yep, just uh, just a nice, uh, nice some, some Sunday night lullabies. <laughs> Single day passes at this of the, are the, definitely the most reasonable of all of them are $75. Three-day general admission is $185. Um, I no longer, I feel both old and relevant because I'm like that's a very reasonable price for a concert ticket and I remember when this festival was $50 for two days yes yeah but compared to every other thing that we just chatted about this is incredibly reasonable I think it's the best quality lineup it's the smallest but it's in the best location I completely agree with every point yeah absolutely does not make for a good podcast so if you had nope sorry (laughs) if you who who do you think, out of all these festivals, because at the end of the day, it's pretty much the same lineup, right? Yeah, I think, you know, each year, you know, 15 to 20% consistency across, if not more, you know? Who is this for? Um, It is, I think, people late 20s and up that can afford that kind of thing. Um, or people that are younger than that that uh, are are lucky enough to come from a, a background that they can uh, you know swing these sort of these sort of tickets. Uh, things like Lollapalooza attract, for whatever reason, a much younger crowd. Uh, I think that's kind of more of an event, much like we talked about with Coachella, that uh, you know people get out there and go because that's what you do, and that's it's less about the music or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the, the people, uh, the, these festivals also, another another point is that they're not making um, their, the, the majority of their money uh, does not come from ticket sales. It comes from the sponsorships and the, the brands that pay to have access to this captive audience at these festivals. Um, and so, you know, at, at festivals like Pitchfork, there's like, you know, the Chase Bank Lounge mm-hmm. and stuff that you can only get into if you have a certain credit card with Chase Bank that I, I do, not to brag, it was nice <laughs> in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it, they're, they're paying for access to these people that are, you know, doing all right, that are, you know, aging, uh, you know, into their, into their thirties, uh, still living that urban lifestyle or whatever. But uh, yeah, can, can kind of be a, a, a very desirable market for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these brands. I started this so happy and positive and loving this lineup, and then you brought down the the, the reality behind it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. This is all just for yeah. shitty Instagrams. Right. It's all it's it's all about the Chase Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've never liked Fugazi more than I do right now. That's mm. not a good thing. Right. Oh man, happy birthday to Kurt Cobain. Uh, 
Happy birthday, Rihanna. Oh, is that today too? Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Rihanna. You did it. She did it, yeah. How old is Rihanna today? She's, uh, I think, uh, 48. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Why did it she take her great. so long to get so popular? <laughs> Rihanna is 32 as of today. Good job. Wow. Good That's job, great. Rihanna. You know, she's, yeah. No, absolutely. Keep it up. Oh, that's so that's so silly of us. We're having fun. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, I will. I see you at Pitchfork. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool party. I think we. I saw you last I year. Will, I, th- I will be. I will be in VIP with my one VIP pass, smuggling drinks out for my <laughs> girlfriend who will not have a VIP pass. So you will see me every uh, every hour uh, for about three minutes. I will acknowledge you. We will chat <laughs> once for five minutes and then see yeah. each other over the course of the weekend, never speaking yeah. again. Yep. Oh, hel- hey, hello. Yep. Keep it hey. alive. Matt, thank yep. you. People <laughs> could read your stuff on Brightest Young Things. You do our regular Funny Human of the Week column. Uh, you do, uh, not that you used to be that. You do, um, what's it called? The Thing That Exists thing? Don't, a, don't Forget This Exists. I yeah. th- love it so much that I completely forgot the title. That's okay. I do too. It's either a reminder this exists or don't forget this exists, and I forget every time. Don't forget this exists. Uh, what's a recent one that you're proud of? Uh, I just turned in coming out uh, either today or tomorrow or early next week one about uh, a show on Fox, a series of uh, reality specials in the early 2000s called Man vs. Beast. Yeah. And it features like, yeah, it features like a competitive eater trying to out eat like a bunch of hot dogs against a grizzly bear or um like a guy racing a giraffe for some reason uh very exploitative um pretty gross uh really insane that's perfect com for more of that info uh matt and i will see you in chicago in the middle of july and finally happy birthday to our birthday buddies kirk cobain and rihanna you did it congratulations thanks for listening everybody and have a wonderful night <laughs>